Hello and welcome to the Vivo Life podcast. We are here with perhaps the longest awaited episode in our podcast history. Uh, I've been, been back and forward trying to record this one for a little while and it's just a testament to, to how busy the wonderful people at Cancer are and the amazing work that they're doing, you know, in in this weird and wonderful time that we're living through, all of the challenges that it keeps presenting, it's been it's been a another challenge uh, in perspective a very small challenge to to get together and record this podcast but i'm so so excited to do it i'm here with chandrima and shruti two members of the akanksha fund and i will tell you a little bit more about what akanksha do very very shortly but also i'm going to pass over to chandrima and shruti to to tell us even better from the people that know it best what akanksha are what they stand for and, and why they're on the podcast today so before we begin, uh, Chandrima Shruti, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Josh. We are extremely excited to finally do this podcast and uh, let all your listeners know more about Akanksha. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, so just to just to give our listeners a background, now I'm sure most of you listening know who Akanksha are by now. It's been a partnership that has been part of the Viva Life family for the last couple months now. Um, but I'm going to rewind a little bit so you can so you can understand a little bit of the backstory about why we're working with Akanksha and um, yeah just how this this beautiful partnership came to be. So beginning of last year we were setting out our agenda for new products that we wanted to create and one thing that we wanted to do was to add to our magic range. Our magic range is a range of adaptogenic lattes. We had a raw hot chocolate, a matcha latte and a turmeric latte in there. They're three amazing drinks. And we wanted to expand that range and we played around with different formulas. And the one that we that we kept coming back to, we love so much, was was a chai. It was a, um, a spiced chai with coconut milk, um, cardamom, cinnamon and the immune boosting benefits of chaga mushroom. And we played around with some recipes and spent a good you know, three or four months really perfecting this formula until we came up with something that was just it was just perfect. You know, that that cozy winter drink by the fire with all those warming spices it, it's just amazing for winter but you know even as spring is coming here to the uk i'm, I'm still knocking them back um but what we realized was that chai is a is a drink and it's it's a very very rich part of the cultural heritage of india and um, it dates back thousands of thousands of years it's you know anyone who spent any time in india and and my parents actually lived there for a bit, so so I have an understanding of the culture, and I know how important chai is, not just as drink, but as a you know a, a social staple, a cultural staple, something that you can walk down any back street in India and you'll find the chai wallers selling their chai. Everyone's got their special recipe. Everyone knows how to make it make it the best, and we're certainly not claiming to make it better than, than the tradition that's been made for thousands of years. <laughs> We, we drew a lot of inspiration from that traditional recipe and, and therefore it only felt right to us to, to use our new product to give back. So we got around the table and we said, right, how are we going to do this? And we decided that this was going to be Vivo's first non-profit product. So 100% of the profits of this product were going straight back to good causes and we wanted to give back to the land where chai came from, India. It's a beautiful, wonderful, amazing country, but it's also a country where there, there are a lot of um, inequalities when it comes to um, education, when it comes to gender, when it comes to uh, human rights in, in some places. And we, we then spent a great deal of time researching uh, a ton of different charities, charities that were making an impact in all, all sorts of areas in India. And, 
and we came back to we shortlist, shortlisted it down to a few and they're all in the education sector because we felt that you know being able to to connect with kids and make a difference to, ki to kids in India would be a, a really amazing way to inspire the next generation and to really you know kickstart the future and just play our play our little part in, in making a difference for the future of, of India um, we narrowed it down to I think it was three charities in the end the capture fund being one of them and we then had a team vote we we got together with with um, all of our staff and we researched all the charities and we voted Long story short, this is why we're here today, because we are delighted to have partnered up with the Akanksha Fund. Now, I'm not going to, to be the person um, to tell you about who Akanksha are, what they do, why they're so incredible. Uh, this is exactly why we have Chandrima and Shruti here. So, Chandrima, if, if I may, I'd love to pass over to you just to tell me in your own words who Akanksha are um, and what you guys stand for and the difference that you're making in the world. Yeah, sure. Thank you, Josh. But before I start that, I, I have to say that um, what you said about Chai is so true. Um, I cannot start my day uh, without Chai. Chai is, is an absolute sort of uh, gets me started in the morning. And I must say that, um, uh, you know, me and um, our community in the U.S., have tried the Chaga Chai Latte and we love it. We absolutely love it. And we have been getting different recipes um, mm. uh, to use to use the powder. And it's it's, it's an amazing product. So, and thank you. Thank you so much for choosing Akanksha. Um, so what is Akanksha? So um, yeah, to tell you a little bit, you know, um, Akanksha is a nonprofit organization um, that for the last 30 years has been dedicated uh, to educating children in low-income communities in India. Um, it's been dedicated to bringing about a transformative change in the lives of these much-deserved children and their families by making high-quality education accessible to them. Uh, Akanksha currently, uh, you know, it runs 21 schools in the state of Maharashtra in two cities um, in India, um, and it serves close to 10,000 students we also have over 3,000 alumni that are actually spread across the globe, one of them being Shruti that you'll hear from shortly. Um, you know, they are pursuing different degrees, different passions. They are an incredible, incredible bunch. I've had a chance to meet some of them. They're amazing people. Um, to dive a little bit more into what Akanksha does, um, you know, in running these schools is, um, so Akanksha works very closely with the local government in, in India, um, in the state of Maharashtra. Um, and uh, we call it a PPP model, a private-public partnership. Um, so what, what happens is uh, the government provides us the space, so the buildings, so whether it's empty school buildings that they have or just empty floors in a currently run government school. Um, so they provide us the buildings, they provide us electricity and water. Uh, what Akanksha brings in um, is, is obviously the students, but other than that, it brings in the teachers, the staff, the pedagogy and the curriculum. Um, so that's why that's why the close partnership with the government, um, you know, where we work with them to um, to create the school. Our schools run from kindergarten to 10th grade, after which the students go on to um, junior college. Um, one very important thing that I always talk about uh, what distinguishes Akanksha from the other schools is that we spend the same amount of money uh, per child per year as any other government school in India. Um, that amount is around 500 to $600, um, which is around 300 to 400 British pounds. Um, 
but we are able to achieve much, much better academic results um, than the government schools. And for that matter, even what we call affordable private schools in India. Um, and, you know, we'll get into the details about why that is the case um, uh, later in the podcast. But I just wanted to sort of let you all know what Akanksha is and, and what they do in India. Thank you. No, that's, a, that's amazing. And, and that's definitely something that that stood out you know, initially when we were doing the research was, you know, how, how you have that, that model that, you know, it doesn't cost any more than, than, should we say, traditional education, but the results seem so much better. And also the, not just the results in terms of academically, but everything across the board from the, the happiness of the students to the attendance to everything like that. And I'd love to know a little bit more about, you know, how, how that model, uh, how that model exactly works and how it is different from, you know, a traditional education system. Yeah, no, that's a great question, Josh. And um, I think um, what Akanksha does very well is uh, their model is based on holistic education, uh, which is uh, which is not a very typical model that you see in whether it's the government schools or even the private schools in India. Um, so I'll talk about a few things that I, I think that really makes Akanksha schools different um, and why the kids are so successful and why our, our um, academic results or even like some of the other metrics that you mentioned, um, you know, are so much better than the other schools. So one is um, Akanksha schools are all English medium schools, um, you know, which attracts a lot more people. Um, and I think currently mostly only private schools really offer that in India. Um, so that that's a big sort of factor to draw in uh, uh, the students and the parents. Um, we have very well trained teachers in our schools uh, and they are offered plenty, plenty of development opportunities. Again, something that you usually don't see in government schools. Uh, the engagement, parent, uh, the, the teacher engagement is not very high in other government schools. The student to teacher ratio in, in uh, Akanksha schools is um, is um, far, far better than the other government schools. Uh, in Akanksha schools, we have about 21 students per teacher. Um, in government schools, it's more than double of that. It's around 49 to 50 students per teacher, which, you know, it, it, it's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, another factor is the parent engagement. Parent engagement in Akanksha schools is extremely high. Um, we actually also offer English classes after school. Um, we have parents leading committees in our school. Um, so I think, you know, I, I am a parent. I have two kids. And I think it is so important to have a parent engaged um, and be that partner in an education for their kids, um, for the kids to really learn um, and, uh, you know, be a part of this journey. Um, another thing, like you mentioned and I, I mentioned earlier, was that holistic education. So uh, a model is based on a whole child development where it's not just about academics. It's about arts. It's about music. It's about uh, sports. It's about photography. Um, you know, Akanksha just helps the students sort of build life skills. And it's not just about getting those academic results. Um, and, you know, you see that you, you'll see that when you hear Shruti, you see that when you when you meet some of the other alumni, it is very impressive. Um, and, you know, I grew up in the Indian education system. Mm -hmm. I uh, was fortunate enough to go to a private school, both me and my brother. But I must say, like our entire education was all about just getting the grades, was all about, uh, you know, being the topper in the class, getting the right grades to be able to go to college. So um, 
I actually, I unfortunately, I can say that I actually didn't get that much exposure to sports or arts or photography. I wish I did. So um, I actually wish I'd gone to an Akanksha school. Hmm. Um, so, you know, these things, I think, really stand out in, in Akanksha schools, um, which unfortunately are still lacking in government schools. Um, but uh, but there's hope, you know, uh, the Akanksha schools are actually working with um, with all the government schools in India, uh, we share, you know, we're an open, we have an open book policy. We are sharing our our uh, best practices, our teaching methods with all the government schools. Um, there are only so many schools we can open <laughs> uh, and manage. So I think this is sort of like another channel that we found where um, we're able to share our practices and sort of, you know, just multiply our impact um, in India. I mean, India has uh, over one million government schools. So, you know, it's not it's not a change we can uh, make happen tonight or in the next week or in the next month or in the next year. Um, you know, it, it's a slow journey, but um, I think what's important is that um, we are on that path um, and, and you know, we'll be able to sort of bring about that wider systemic reform in, in the system eventually. Yeah, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? But that's that was one exactly. of the things that, that really appealed to us about the capture was that, you know, it's it would be amazing if all you were doing was creating these schools right and for every school you know you're changing the lives of, of a couple of hundred kids but actually what you what you're doing is you're creating a scalable model which can then be applied hopefully you know as as the, the numbers don't lie when when the government can see that actually you know an accountant student is much more likely to graduate much more likely to stay in school and then they can scale they can you know apply those models to the government schools too and that's when you know we can have real real success with this um and that's that's what you know i i'm i think is um yeah it's such a powerful part about what you're doing and so i just want to acknowledge that yeah no and uh, you know there's another thing i wanted to point out is that um uh, another key difference that we've seen between our conscious schools and other government schools is um is the foundation literacy and numeracy for kids so you know like early years learning that is lacking in the Indian education system. Mm -hmm. So there was actually a recent study that was done by the World Bank, and they said that 50% um, of kids um, in India are unable to read simple text and do basic math um, by grade five. Grade five is a 10-year-old or an 11-year-old. I mean, that's that's quite shocking, right, to think of it. And just for comparison, the, you know, they did the study globally. Um, that number is less than 10% in the US wow. and it's less than 5% in UK. So you can imagine what the state of education is in India on a national level. It, it's very dismal. Um, and that's why I think models like Akanksha um, are so important. Um, and, you know, for us to work with the government to bring about that change is so, so important. For Akanksha schools, actually, um, our students are able to read and do basic math by grade three. Wow. So if we can bring that, you know, to that one million government schools and reach those hundreds of millions of children through our model, I think that's what we're trying to achieve here. Mm. Um, so... So, yeah, I mean, but, you know, I, I definitely our metrics are, are because of, I think, uh, just uh, the methods we've put in place, our metrics around student retention rate and the high school completion rate, um, 
the student attendance, parent attendance, teacher attendance, they all are like 95% uh, and above, um, which sadly you don't see in government schools in India. Um, you know, again, it, it's not about the money. The money is still the same. Like I said, we're spending the same amount of money. It's just what we're doing with that. Um, but uh, but yeah, we're working with the government and hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll be able to bring about a change. Amazing. I, I'm interested to know more as well about why there is such educational inequality in India, because it seems that, you know, it can it can vary so, so dramatically from school to school, even in or region to region, you know, and I think, you know, it, what is the explanation for that? Why are there why are there some kids that, that seemingly have a have a fantastic education and others that, that don't even go to school? Um, is you know it's obviously a very complex topic, but is that something you can shed any light on? And how do we how do we make it so that actually you know every child in India can have the education they deserve? Yeah, look, access to education is there in India. I don't think access is an issue. Like I said, there are. Um, you know, India is about 1.3 billion people. Um, we have about 500 million children in the system. Um, and we have 1 million government schools. Mm -hmm. So kids are able to go to school, right? Um, it's just the quality that really suffers. And I think all the factors that I mentioned, uh, you know, like not being uh, an English medium school, the parent not having the parent engagement, the teacher engagement, if the teachers are not motivated, how do they motivate the kids? If the parents are not motivated, how do they motivate the kids? So I think all of those factors, unfortunately, are sort of building into this um, uh, this sad model where kids are either not attending school or they just drop out of school. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, there are obviously India is a very complex country. It, you know, it's a lot of people. Um, it's there are you know political issues. Sadly, we still see a lot of um, uh, you know inefficiency inefficiencies in the system. So uh, caste system, the number of people, um, all of that brought together, it just results in this in this um, inefficient education system in India. Um, so I think that's what, like I said, you know, if, if we are able to motivate the parents, right? And how do you motivate the parents? Like uh, by just uh, providing them more opportunities to be engaged with, with their kids' education. If you're able to develop your staff, if you're able to give, provide them opportunities, um, if you're able to pay them well, um, I think, again, you know, they'll be, they'll just be, they'll be more motivated to sort of, teach the kids. So um, again, there's no short answer, unfortunately, to this question. There's just so much that goes into, uh, you know, serving these 500 million children um, that um, I, 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 I can't say there's, I, I can't give you a very clear answer, unfortunately. Um, mm. But I, I do know that the things that Akanksha has done, which I think if done by, on a national level, can definitely bring in more kids um, in school can definitely retain those those kids in school. Um, you know, we've we've actually had um, we actually had an alumni the other day. She spoke about how she she you know she went to an Akanksha school. She's actually studying in in the U.S. now. Um, her siblings went to um, uh, government schools in 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 India. Um, they unfortunately could not get into Akanksha school because it's based on a lottery system. Um, and she said, I could see the stark difference between my education and my siblings' education, 
while I was so motivated to do my homework, to show up in school, my siblings were not, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think her siblings were lucky enough that she was there to guide them. But that's not always the case. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it is um, it is a pretty, um, for lack of a better word, a messed up system. Uh-huh. Uh, but we are working to sort of rectify it in our in our own little way. Yeah, and and I, I don't think little is a word. It's 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 really amazing work, and, and we've been we've been so proud to share that journey in such a short period of time. Um, so so I would love now on the on the topic of of uh, alumni and people that have you know moved through the Akanta system. I'd love to pass the mic over to Shruti, who's who's joining us now from um, the the Midwest of America. Uh, Shruti, obviously you you passed through the Akanta education system in order to to graduate and now be where you are studying in the in the university in in the USA so I'd love to hear from your experiences as, as an Akanksha student you know what what Akanksha means to you and, and what your experience was of education um, growing up in India thank you it's, uh, it's really been an honor to be part of this podcast uh, what does Akanksha mean to me I think it is my my support pillar all since my uh, eighth grade that's when I was uh, admitted to an Akanksha school and since then it has been this support supportive pillar, backbone in my life uh, to make me really want to believe that you know what you're uh, you are capable of achieving good things you have the power to educate you have this power to go to go to different parts of the world and dream and you know achieve your goals so it is a big akanksha means a lot to me in just one sentence what was my experience as an as an akanksha student like like uh, chandrima didi said before it akanksha was able to provide a holistic approach uh, when it comes to engaging with our students it's reasons, whether it's what's happening with home, whether it's uh, relationships. For me, Akanksha, my Akanksha teachers are so involved in just helping me maintain my mental state, maintain my uh, ability to like dream and dance. That's one of my passions too. And, and simultaneously be at my academics. Uh, all of that has made me like this person who's like, oh my God, I can do all of this. I can believe and then I can still do it. Most of my friends I know who have dropped out uh, do not have this privilege of dreaming and of working hard and making it possible. That's what my experience in a Kanksha student is. And that's that's so beautiful because when you think of... Um, you know, the traditional education, we often think of academics first, right? And, and I know certainly as a, as a child growing up in the UK, I was very much judged on my maths, my, my English and my science. And, you know, if, if they are your passions, then fantastic. But I think what a country does is it gives people, it gives their students room to, to dream and, and literally dance in other areas of, of their passion. And I think that's such, a, such an exciting thing to be able to say, look, I can excel academically as you are, but also I can I can follow my heart and, and sing, dance, and act, and paint, and do all of the other things that that speak to me too. Um, and and that I think that's just wonderful. So 
thank you for sharing that. Uh, one of the other questions I wanted to ask as well is um, how long has the transition been going from uh, your, time, your time studying in India with Akanksha and now moving over to, to the university system in the USA? Um, how have you found the transition and, and what differences have you noticed? Uh, it was a big difference, a big change in my learning uh, experience from like shifting from Akanksha school to a, to a U.S. university because here, I mean, in Akanksha schools, my teachers were always approachable. Like I could just go to their office and sit with them for hours to understand a math problem, to understand um, this one chapter, for example, or to even talk about life-related issues. Here, the professors, because it's a big university, I have to be more formal. I have to write an email to them with the formal, uh, um, uh, with the formal language, and then meet with them. And just it's very like I don't share any personal links with them, which is good. But just that shift in my learning experience was different. Uh, other than that, here. The marks, the grades you get are a big issue. It's like they kind of define you in, in, a, in a way. And in Akanksha school, grades were really not a big issue for us. It's the value you share, the conversations you have, the, the kind of vibe you carry with yourself. That was more appreciated. So that is another difference I saw that I was struggling to accept. <laughs> I can imagine, and and, and I love I love that as well. That you know, I I look back on my education as well, and and the teachers I remember the most are always the ones that have the time, you know, to to make a cup of tea and help you with this thing, no matter how long it took, and and you know, to hear that that was the experience that you had too was, was fantastic, and, and equally not, you know, whilst they're there to help, not not letting those grades and and those experiences define you, you know, being being I mean, Chandrima, you spoke about it earlier as well, looking at the whole child, looking at the whole person and, and saying that actually, you know, you're not your grades, you're not your results, you're also not your 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 maths, your maths or your English or your science or your art ability, you're, you're a combination of everything and you're, you're all of the unique nuances that make you you as well and, and to acknowledge that I think is, is so wonderful. Uh, Shruti, my, my question for you is: Is um, what are your goals for the future? You know, being um, having this this incredible opportunity through Akanksha and being in in the USA, um, the sky's the limit. So, so what what goals do you have? So, I am right now in my second year of college. I have two more years, and um, after my college experience, I want to get a degree in public health. And uh, my future plans, um, it's still a little like, I'm still making it, making the whole image in my head. So it's not clear, but whatever it is, it will be in the public healthcare sector where I'm working with, you know, uh, in a hospital maybe, or maybe a research field, uh, trying to make healthcare more accessible, I guess. I, it's, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Amazing. One, one thing I'll tell you is, is I don't know if those if those goals ever get there. I don't think if, if you ever fully, truly know what you want to do in the future, I think that's always evolving and um, it sounds like you're firmly on your path. So that's amazing. Um, guys, it's been, it's been a real pleasure getting to know more about, about Akanksha and, and everything, you know, 
this this wonderful organization start stands for um is there anything else either of you would like to would like to add about Akanksha or or you know just just um yeah what this organization means to you um this is chandrama um Akanksha means a lot to me uh, for sure uh, you know like shruti i grew up in india um, I grew up in that system. I did not go to an Akanksha school. I, I see the value that it's bringing. I see how driven the team is. I see how they are working day and night to bring about a change in, in the education system in India. So um, I, I think it's a fabulous, fabulous mission. Um, I would say to all your listeners that um, if when and if given a chance, they should definitely visit India. They should definitely visit our schools. Um, you will see some of the cutest and the brightest students who will take you uh, around the school. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just it's just lovely being there. So thank you so much, Josh, for this opportunity to share our work with your listeners. My pleasure. And, and thank you so much for being here. And, and on the subject of, of, you know, getting to to see a little bit more on the inside of, of an Akanksha school, I'm going to leave a video in the show notes, which was one of the, I remember when when we when we shared this video throughout the team, I don't think there was a dry eye in, in the room. So it was really <laughs> amazing to, to get that insight into what Akanksha is. And and I really hope that, you know, sometime late, later this year or next or whenever it's possible that, that we can be out there and, and joining you guys too, because that would be, you know, just, just make this thing even more real. Um, but until then, you know, you're doing such amazing work and it's such a such a, a pleasure to be part of this even in just a small way um and and guys listeners you know if you want to find out more about Akanksha I will put the put the website in the um in the show notes so you can check those out there's also a wonderful organization which I'm going to link called Art for Akanksha and this is um but actually Tandrima if you want to if you want to tell me a little bit about that because it's, yeah it's so wonderful yeah definitely um so Art for Akanksha is, um, you know, it's a program that's offered by, in all of the Akanksha schools, in all of the 21 schools. Um, I think all the students are required to do two to three hours of artwork every week. Um, the one striking thing that uh, I found uh, I found about this program was that it's not graded, um, mm -hmm. which I think just makes it so much more magical to all of our students. Um, you know, it, it's a program that's been around for a while. Um, we have seen incredible artwork through this program. Um, I do want to mention that, you know, last one year has not been easy um, for um, for the kids um, and their families through the whole pandemic year. Um, and I think this is where the Art for Akanksha program really helped because all these students were sitting at home, um, uh, you know, and we, we've tried remote learning. You know, it obviously hasn't worked extremely well because kids don't have devices. They don't have Internet access. But I think um, what the team did was they did deliver art kits to all of our students, you know, which had like crayons, pencils, paints, paper, etc. Um, and um, we've run various um, several uh, art challenges through the year. Um, and we've seen some amazing artwork come through come through those challenges. Um, what is also what also happened was that the kids were actually able to freely express themselves um, uh, through through the art program. And in the last one year, we've actually seen instances where um, you know, they've they've depicted what's been happening at home. Um, and in some very unfortunate cases, um, uh, we've had counselors look at some of these artwork and uh, they've been able to pick on 
um, signs of like domestic violence and sexual abuse at home. And you know, the teachers have, been, have were constantly in touch with the students, but the students were not able to speak about it on the phone. So I think art has sort of art really helped them in the last one year. So while this program has been around for a while, we we know how important it's been. I think in the last one year, its importance has just gone up, you know, 10 notches up. So, but the kids absolutely love this program. We love this program. Um, it's just, um, they're able to just express themselves, um, uh, you know, as they want without any judgment or anything. So yeah, that's the program. And Josh will share the, with, the link with you all. So definitely take a look. Uh, you'll see some artwork there. You'll see the story behind behind the program, which is wonderful to know. Absolutely, and and it blew me away. I remember when we received a gift from from you guys in the post, and I, I was so overwhelmed at just at just looking at this thing, how how incredible it was, you know, created by anyone, let alone let alone a student. Um, and it just shows, you know, when you create that environment where you give children permission to express themselves and express themselves freely without, uh, you know, a grading or um, a, a even a particular you know brief or focus you know some you can really really have amazing results um so yeah that was that was fantastic and um yeah and, and if, if you guys want to help uh, above and beyond that then then every every mug of chaga chai that you drink every packet that you purchase all of the proceeds are going all of the profits should i say are going to the account fund and to help this amazing work to continue so um chandrima shruti thank you so much for being here um and to all the listeners, thank you so much for your time, your energy is always appreciated. And we will see you again very soon on the next episode.